Yo, man, we're back. Logan Murdoch, Real Ones with Raja Bell. How you doing, man? You already know. You already know, bro. It, listen, free agency is the best time of year. You got, you got Thanksgiving. I mean, at least this year, you got Thanksgiving. It's the holiday <clears throat> season coming up. They were handing out bags. Some I agree with, some I didn't. Um, but I'm fired up. You fired up about bag talk? Let's get the bag talk. Let's get the bag talk real quick. Real Ones, right now. Ah! It's the Ringer NBA show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find out what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available. And listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 years and older, 18 and older in D.C., and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Arby's. Arby's better not catch you slacking on snacking with their new two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps. And your choice of ranch, barbecue, honey, mustard, and a bonus flavor called Incredible Value. You can't taste it, but boy, is it sweet. Arby's two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps are here for a limited time at participating locations. Visit an Arby's near you or order ahead on the Arby's app. Yo, what's poppin'? Real ones. This is Logan Murdoch. I'm here with Raja Bell. Listen, man, this I just want to be quite frank and honest with you guys. This show almost didn't happen today because Raja was talking cash shit about Bay Area weather. It almost was the real ones with Sasha and Logan because you was actual. Uh, that's based was, in absolutely no fact. You came out here on the pre on the pre pod meeting and you were talking about the gloomy weather and shit, and you were trying to make fun. What what, what the fuck was that about? Listen, Sasha, shout out. Sasha just moved. And I was just referencing the weather that you all told me um, was was so endearing about the Bay. Like, I ain't say shit about whether it was good or bad. You guys literally on the last pod said to me what Bay weather was, and I just regurgitated it. Like, what? I feel like you came on here with some kind of bone to pick. Like, if you got a real bone to pick, pick that shit. I just didn't like that energy, bro. Oh, okay. It was too early in the morning for you to be out here, be at that elitist ass energy. It's 11 where I'm at. I got two cups of coffee in me. It's game day for my high school team. And I seen a bunch of money handed out over the last week. This got me like on a thousand right now. I need to, I need to get that shit off my chest. Your high school team, huh? What's get, get your shit. Tell them why you mad, son. It's a lot of money being given. I'm not even mad. Like I, I'm not. I, Cause like NBA free agency has been a blessing to a lot of folks. Like it's, oh, been I thought fantastic. you were talking about, no, before we're going to get to that, I thought you were talking about the high school vibe that you're talking about right oh, now. No, that, no, that got no, you, man. I, I wish I had a budget. I could go out and, and uh, <laughs> ink, mm. a few, ink a few people, but no. Nah. Uh, the high school season starts tonight. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm fired up. Though. I want to see what okay. we look like. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, so let's, let's, get, let's get to why you mad, son. The free agency just started. You know what I mean? There was a lot of money handed out. A lot of turkeys uh, being handed out for Thanksgiving. Blessings. Blessings, blessings. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. What would you say the word is right now, then? What would you say? Um, If you had to give a word, what would you say? Envious? Like, you know, which, listen, I'm sure there were a lot of dudes that were looking 
at my contracts um, as meager as they were compared to what's being handed out now, saying the same exact thing. Like, how in the fuck can he make that kind of money? Had to be dudes from the decade before me or the or the, the era before me saying that. So, I, I, like, you know, I it's just the way it you goes. You sound like the old heads that exactly. work to get to get to the get these players this money, but then on the back end just hating on them. I'm not hating though. Like, I, like a lot of the dudes who got paid were 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 like my young fellas in the league at one point or another. So I'm not hating. I'm like sitting back, like, damn. Like that's what it looks like these days. That shit's kind of it's kind of nice. So I'm not really hating. It's just you know you you I, I want to be forthright. Like, damn, it would have been nice, but it is what it is. Listen, one of those is what it is deals that you speak of, I'm just going to throw it out there. Someone we both know, well, someone that you know more, Gordon yep. Haywood got the bag. Get him, G. He got the bag, bro. What? That's my true young fella, dog. Like, Gordon was one of my rooks. Yeah, dog. Get him. Go, okay, okay. Get so, him. Okay. I, I just, listen, I don't, he got the stupid, ridiculous, gargantuous four-year $128 million <laughs> contract on a sign-and-trade. Yo, to, to Charlotte, I'm just, I'm just, it's just wild to me, man, because I don't want to say someone deserves or doesn't deserve because you deserve what you get in the open market and you deserve what someone's willing to pay you. Mm-hmm. Comma, however, <laughs> I don't know what Gordon Hayward has done over the last few years to 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 deserve this deal. Shout out to him getting the bag because we yeah. pro bag on the real ones. However, I don't know what the hell is going on, Raja. How how does he get the re up after this? What we've seen over the last few years. If I had an answer for you on that, again, let me say, Gordon. Hey, I'm proud, dog. Like that's that's get it. Salute, correct, salute. Um, what MJ and company were thinking on that one, I have no idea. Um, I just don't. I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't, you know, he can't be that player again, but he hasn't been that player for the last few years. So, you know, I knew something was up though, dog. When you opt out of 30 some million dollars, like people were like, what the fuck? Like, what's he opted out of 34 mil? I, he's bugging. And people were like, he's bugging. I'm like, yeah, he's fucking bugging, but he knows something. And I know Bartlestein, his agent, like, they knew something. Somebody was 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 talking that 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 bag lingo to them, and apparently, it was MJ and 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 yo. And, he had suitors ready to give him a hundred million dollars, bro. Come on, man. He had more than one team, because 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 there was reported that Indiana was in talks to get into the sign and trade. That as makes well. that that makes that's a, he's an Indiana kid. So if you said to me they were going to overpay Gordon Hayward to come back, um. They're a team that could use a piece like Gordon, even though I don't, you know, Gordon could get back to that. I'm going to say it again. Hasn't necessarily been Hayward, either because of injury or because of um, uh, um, opportunity, you know, at, with the with the Celtics because of Jalen Brown's emergence and Jason Tatum and Kemba. Like, you can argue that Gordon didn't get the ball as much, therefore wasn't as productive. I, we can have those arguments. But if Indiana was going to overpay him, Logan, you know, I you're overpaying him, but... He's a hometown kid, and there are reasons to do that. Like Charlotte, I don't get it. I, I I don't I don't get it. The fact that Charlotte also waived Nick Batum, who also had a crazy deal to make this deal work. You got up un, out of a deal that was already egregious, and then you come back around and you give a deal to Gordon Hayward, who hasn't shown he can play consistently. 
because of health and a lot of factors. But he hasn't shown he could put a consistent body of work yet out yet since his days in Utah. And you just gave him this. It reminds me of when um, who am I thinking about? Played for the played for the Rockets. Played for the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, Channing, um, to, uh, Pars, Chandler Parsons. Chandler Parsons, exactly. Yeah. Reminds me yeah. of Chandler Parsons who got two fat deals off potential. Off the potential to do something. Off the po. Um, would you say Gordon Hayward money is number one money or number two money in today's NBA? Like, that's like number one or number two money. Okay, I don't, I don't know. It could be number one or number two money. That's not the point. It doesn't matter because he didn't play like either one of those. He didn't play like a number one or a number two over the last three, four years. I would agree. And so I, for me, it matters because if if you were if you were telling me, um, you know, he's going to be number th- like you've priced him out of the number three spot, right? You've priced him out. It's too expensive for that. And he hasn't. I, I, I love G, but I had made the argument way back when I was working at CBS that I think he's a really, really, really good number two, not necessarily a number one. But he was kind of cast in the number one role. Like, he was like a leading man. I never really thought that was going to be the case, even when he went to Boston. Um, I thought he was a number two, but now, after injury and because of the way he's played, again, it could be circumstantial. I think he's more of a, a really good number three. But in either case, it doesn't matter. You're, you're absolutely right. It doesn't, it doesn't fucking matter. I'm talking myself in circles. He ain't. He didn't do anything to get that type of bread this time around the chopping block. That's facts. I don't, you can't argue that. How does this make a player feel who may be more deserving and who, may, who lost out on that type of bag, who has been putting up 20 points a game, who has been putting up gaudy numbers and this for a player to see that does that does that have any any residual effect across the league Raja uh, yeah of course I mean I I watched people get deals um when I played like again I don't, I don't play now so you know I'm looking at this through the media lens and kind of from the old player like damn that money must be nice kind of lens like but when I played and you were given Jason Capono the same money I was making like or more than me like, I was fucking pissed. Like, you know, though, that's what happens. Now, you ultimately good for them, right? Like, you're not counting another man's bread. But at, at the end of the day, we all feel like we have value and there's like a pecking order to like where you're slotted into your position. And so if somebody is going to hop up and get that kind of bread and you're sitting there looking around and you can't command, I don't know, two thirds of that, then then yeah, you're going to feel some kind of way. But it is what it is. Are you go? Are you going at... That player, were you going at Jason Capone when you saw him after, oh, that, after he got the bag? Every time, every time, like, and not even your fault. Like, you feel you feel bad for those dudes. It's not. It wasn't just you know Jason Capone, but you'd feel bad um, for for taking that out on them because it's not their fault. Like, good for them, but you'd be naive to think that players didn't look at other players um, who they deem themselves better than, who might have gotten a better contract, and feel some kind of way about that. That's just life. Yeah, and you were talking about another one. Joe Harris got the bag as well. Got a bag. There was a lot of like curious bags that came out. What was the most curious bag in your eyes? Was it was it the Gordon Hayward one, or was it was there another one that was just like what the, what is what is going on right now? You're looking around. You're like nah, you're looking at the alligator outside. You're looking at things. What's, <laughs> what's, what are you looking at? What what makes you? What makes you like? What is going on? 
Now, you know, I'm not on Twitter, so I don't see these when they pop up. Like, I don't, I'm not like sitting here just watching every deal that goes down. Um, I'm getting texts from people. So the first one, the first text that I saw, I don't know if it happened first. The first text that I saw was the Joe Harris text. Um, and Joe's turned into a nice player, like a, a, a really nice player. Um, but that was S18 roughly a year. I, that one, I was like, whoa, that's okay. Um, mm-hmm. Then the Gordon deal topped it for me. Um, and I, you know, Gordon's a much better player than Joe Harris. I'm not arguing that. But, you know, when we're talking about the last few years and the way last year played out, to opt out of the 34 and get what he got in Charlotte, that was the most, like, mind-boggling for me. That was some gangster shit. Cra- hey, bro, hey. <laughs> do your thing, bro. But, you know, JoJo, I looked Joe up this morning to, to just try to see, you know, what was going on like uh, uh, that's that's a that's a lot that's a lot of bread you know that type of bread usually is a true three and d guy like at the top of your field in that and i don't know you correct me if i'm wrong maybe i'm not as plugged in as i need to be like joe's not a three and d he's a three guy right like he he gets some buckets like there's no d in that equation is there Nah, you can and the thing is you can get somebody like that for cheaper who can just shoot threes I, and I, round yeah, out one, your roster. That one fucked me up. I I, I just I, I I don't know, man. I think, and you and you can't combat against that type of stuff. You just can't. Like if somebody wants to pay you, like it is what it is, and it's always going to be like that. Um, and that's it's it's it is unfair sometimes when you see these players and they do get these deals, and you know they do get judged for these deals going out of line. They they fault somebody wanted to give them. This it's not. Money. I felt the same way. I mean, years ago when I was in the Cleveland front office, the deal I remember it. I was sitting there and they gave Damari Carroll, and Damari was another young and I played with like, and and I, I had no beef, but they threw what was it four years sixty million at him off of like an, a year in Atlanta, I think Toronto gave it to him, and I was like, yeah, you know. Hey, good for you, but that's I just didn't see that coming. You know, why do you're you have front off experience? Why does why do those deals happen? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, you know, I I remember when Gordon Hayward I was consulting with with uh, the the Cavs when he was a free agent the last time around, and their thought on it was, you know, you were just going to have to pay him that to get him because someone else was going to pay him that. So like that's what someone else was willing to pay. And so if you wanted him bad enough and you were trying to make a big enough splash, um, then you were going to have to, to, to step up and pay that as well for the, for the nets. I kind of think that I don't know that they knew anyone else was going to pay that. I think Joe, it was a fit type of deal, right? Joe's a good fit with what they got going on there with Kevin Durant, Kyrie. Um, he's been productive for a few years there. So, you know, he's one of their own. So I, I think you go out and you make the statement that we're going to kind of take care of one of our own. I, I mean, maybe he would have got that on the open market, but I don't necessarily think so. Yeah, I, I, it, it, just, it it looked egregious at face value, but like also if you if you like I, we said before in the show, if you get someone to pay you that much, like go go get it, go get that bread, bro. Like let's, no doubt. And Damari's Damari's. You didn't ask me about Damari's necessarily, but Damari's is you know was another unique. That's Toronto, and Toronto historically has to overpay a little bit to get cats to come Why, to Toronto. Though? Is well, it because of the taxes and, and, and yeah. uh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's the taxes and whatnot. And so there's a, you know, you have to factor that in when you're handing out deals, if you're the Toronto, um, you know, brass. I, I mean, I couldn't imagine, I would take a discount to go to Toronto. Man. I <laughs> couldn't imagine just being like, man, you got to overpay me to go to Toronto. But 
Um, let's talk about some. Let's talk about the bags for the younger guys, man. The rookie extensions. Yeah, there was some bags handed out, Raja. We got De'Arian Fox. We got 195 mil. Ooh. We got Jason Tatum, who also got 195 mil. We have Donovan Mitchell, who also got the bag. Now, what I wanted. Now, what I want to ask you is. Out of all of those, out of those three guys that I named, and also congratulations to those guys. But out of all the three guys that I that I named, who are you? Who is the guy that you're saying I'm? No, without a doubt, I'm starting to franchise with that guy right there. Probably Jason Tatum. It's a toss up. It's not really a toss up. It's close between Jason Tatum um, and Donovan Mitchell. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. I think that from a physical standpoint. I want the bigger, rangier um, player. Uh, but I, we've had this argument on the pod before. I think that Donovan Mitchell has the killer in him um, that I think you need to have, and I'm certain about it. I, I think Jason Tatum has it. I'm just not 100% certain. And I, I voice my concerns about that in the playoffs. I'm not saying that he isn't that guy. I'm just saying I need to Because I was team it. Tatum during the, during the postseason. I was team Tatum. No, no facts, and 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 you probably should be. Uh, I think I, you know, I just didn't think he was all that in these playoffs. Where Donovan Mitchell, you saw what him and 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 even Jamal Murray, when the moments were theirs and they needed to produce, they stepped up and they took the bull by the horns. That for me wasn't on full display for Jason Tatum in the playoffs, and. I think that's fair. He might even tell you that. I think he can be that guy, though. I I think I'm building around Jason Tatum, though, because it's it's a bigger body. Um, it, the skill set is ridiculous off the charts. You're going to be able to score in a variety of different ways um, and a better shooter. So I'm gonna, I'm going to take Jason Tatum. I'm taking Jason Tatum as well. I really want to give shouts out to to De'Aaron Fox, but I really want to. I really want that to work out in Sacramento, man. Um, you know, Sacramento is one of those franchises that historically has not done well in the front office. There's a reason why they haven't been in the postseason since 2006. I really want that to work for De'Aaron Fox because it seems like a great fit. They love him in Sacramento, and he seems like a great fit for that city and a great fit for that team. He's been their best player for the last few years. I just hope that that works out. How much does how much is it when a player signs that deal? And I want to, because we know that Jason Tatum and we know that Donovan Mitchell, they're going to they're gonna be on contenders for the next few years. I'm not sure about that with De'Aaron Fox. How important is it for a franchise to get it right and do good during that next four years? Because I feel like this is when the, when the clock starts. Oh, it's, it's, it's super important. You give, you give, for two reasons, right? If De'Aaron Fox winds up, um, becoming a uh, perennial all-star and you can't get that right from a franchise perspective. Um, he's not sticking around, you know, he's, he's, if, if you're not getting it done around him, you know, in the next four years, that's an indictment on you all. And I imagine, you know, he's up and gone to somewhere where he feels like he can get it done, or at least organizationally, they'll put him in a place to try to get it done. Uh, and on the flip side of that, um, once you hand the bag out, Logan, you gotta. You have to be producing on that all-star level year in and year out, holding up your end of the bargain, um, or they've made a mistake. And you know, to your point, he's been their best player for the last few years. But when you get paid like that, you have to be the best player 
you know, on a winning team, in my opinion, for it to be warranted. Now, that's not always the case. They give out a lot of bags and dudes are best players on bad teams. But for it to be a sound investment, I think you got to win. And so he's got to get to work as well. He's got to be that perennial all-star. Do you think he's in that level of – what tier do you say he's in? Let's say, um, you know, Jason and Donovan are in that tier one of young guys. Do you put him in it? Do you put Fox in the tier two or maybe the tier three? Because I think I have him in the middle of between the three and the two of the tiers. Yeah. Let's, let's, uh, I would say De'Aaron Fox is in tier two. Um, if you're telling me that tier one is, is Jason Tatum, because they've arrived, they've established, they're on the scene, they've got it done in playoff games. Um, you've seen that. Uh, he's going to be in a tier below that, not, not tier three. I think he's, He's better than a tier three young fella, but I think he's in the tier two where you see it, it produces on a night to night basis, but it's got to translate um, in, into wins and into carrying a team, you know, past the point where they were the year before. And so that, you know, the jury's still out on him in regards to that. So tier two safely. Yeah. And back to Jason Tatum and Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum was, uh, I saw in the Boston Globe that his, his mother said that he wants to be in Boston for life. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, and same with Donovan Mitchell. Um, you know, everything I've heard is he wants to just stay. He wants to be in Utah, at least at the moment. How how much, like, I think I asked you this earlier, but, like, how much do they have to see in order for them to stay long-term, right? How much do you have to give to a player to make them want to stay long-term? Does it mean that Boston has to be in the in the Eastern Conference Finals, Finals conversation every year? Does that mean that the... Um, Jazz have to be in the Western Conference Finals finals every year for him to even for them to be satisfied. That's a good, that's a good question. It's 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 nuanced. It's it's a, the answer is um, it, you don't you don't have to be in the Eastern or Western Conference Finals every year. Now, obviously, your your goal is to be there. Your goal is to win a championship. But what you have to see from the organization is a willingness to continue to do the things that that give you guys a chance to be there, Logan. There are a lot of factors that go into whether you get their injuries are, 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 are an uncontrollable thing by an organization or a player. Um, you know, different things like that can derail a campaign for the Eastern or Western Conference Championship. But if a team is willing to continue to go out there, put pieces around you, um, give up assets to, to, to get you the type of support that you need in the quest for those championships, I think the team has done its part for a player to uh to want to continue to stay. Now, if the team's dragging their feet, they're not willing to go into the tax, they they don't want to give up a draft pick to swing a deal for a guy who can help you win right now. Those are the type of things that turn off players, right? They're like, look, I'm here, we're invested. You are certainly invested, but I am invested. And, and I want you to continue to push the envelope in terms of getting me the support and making the team what it needs to be around me. Um, if they're doing that as an organization, those guys are probably cool, bro. Once they stop doing it. Um, then that conversation changes real quickly. And you know that, uh, you know, Jason Taylor's mom can come out and say whatever she wants. Donovan Mitchell can say whatever he wants. If they stop doing what they're supposed to do as an organization around them, that, that, that conversation changes real quick. It does. And out of those three names I, I named from you, who do you think would be, and this is all speculation. I'm not saying that there's any, um, I'm just, I'm just throwing this question out in the dark. Who do you think out of that three crop stays with their team long-term? And who do you think that leaves? I would say that I'm just trying to take into account like the the cultures of of the team, their guys that are willing to to move pieces, like 
I'm probably De'Aaron Fox. And, and the only reason I say that, Logan, because as I try to sort through it real quick, um, it's the franchise, not necessarily De'Aaron Fox, right? The, the franchise itself isn't as stable as Utah and Boston. And so I think if one of those three were going to be moved, it might have something to do with them not as an organization meeting goals in the next few years and he becomes available to somebody. Yeah, I mean, Sacramento historically has not been able to build around their players, you know, for better or for worse. I mean, you talk about even DeMarcus Cousins when he was um, one of the top bigs in the league. They didn't build a good team around him. They just right. didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't something that they didn't do. And so far, Fox's talent is there, but the talent around him, or I wouldn't say it, the talent around him has been okay, but everything around him it just it just hasn't been right. It just ha- it hasn't been there. It's been normal. There's nothing about the Sacramento Kings right now that's just showing me that hey, we have a stable organization and that we're going to do it. And this is with new ownership, a relatively new ownership, right? Um, so I. I would say he's a candidate to dip if based on what we see right now. Hopefully that changes for his sake and for the king's sake, you know what I mean? That you would want you want to see them in the playoffs. You want to see a a fast-paced team like that in the playoffs, but they got to do right by him and I just at this point I don't see it. Yeah, that's and you you hit the nail on the head. You can have talent around a guy like a lot of general managers in the seat that they're sitting in can identify talent and bring it into the building, right? Like, it, it, it's hard to miss real talent. Not all of them can find the talent that fits together and, and produces wins, you know what I mean? Or hire the right coach to take said talent and meld it all together and make it a championship-level team. And so, you know, that's what that's where they've got to get over the hump because, to your point, they've had some talent. It just hasn't all clicked for one reason or another, and so they got to get that right. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break and uh, talk about more free agency. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man, I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Arby's. It's 3 p.m. and dinner is still hours to come. Maybe lunch didn't quite hit the spot. That's where the new two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps from Arby's come in. Available in ranch, barbecue, and honey mustard. They're perfect for the afternoon snack attack or as an add-on to your meal. Arby's two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps are here for a limited time at participating locations. Visit an Arby's near you or order ahead on the Arby's app. This episode is brought to you by Visible Wireless. Want a wireless provider that always brings its A-game? Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon as low as $25 a month every month, taxes and fees included. And as if that wasn't already a huge win, you could use promo code RINGER20 to receive $20 off your first month. 
just for listening to us talk about basketball. Not bad, right? You don't need more than one line of wireless to save. Just switch to Visible at Visible.com and use promo code RINGER20 for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month. And we're back. Talking about uh, free agency here. We got, honestly, some winners and losers in free agency. My biggest winner in free agency is was the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, if you want to talk about a team that retooled and got better after a championship, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. You get a re-signed KCP. They got Mark Gasol. Um, they got Wes Matthews, which was a really big pickup, man. Really mm-hmm. good, really strong pickup. Um, Montrez Harrell. Montrez Harrell. Oh my goodness. <laughs> we talked like last week we talked about the Lakers bench, right? And how that was just we gotta see what they do in this stretch. They go ahead and they get the sixth man of the year. Yeah, they got they got the sixth man of the year and swung a deal for the other potential sixth man of the year and could have possibly been the sixth man of the year in his own right and Dennis Schroeder. Like they And Dennis Schroeder. The rich just got richer. Um, but you know. The, the LeBron, and it's, this is what we just talked about with Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, and a star saying he wants to be somewhere for life. What Rob Palenka is doing right now is telling them, hey, dog, I, we're, our window is now. We're, we're doing it. Like, I'll give up whatever I need to give up. We're going to do it right now. Now, LeBron and AD clearly is a different you know, window than, than Jason Tatum or Donovan Mitchell. But that's how general managers go out and continue to build allegiance from from the player side is to do that. Like, listen, I'm going to go hunting. I'll find you whatever pieces we need to continue to keep this window alive. And Rob Palenka did that. Yeah. And I, I, it was very, it was really impressive. The Schroeder thing, the Schroeder signing was, was, was really, really good. And then to go out there and get a Marcus all to as a passing big alongside LeBron and AD, man, like this could be a really, really good team. Just, just in general, just I think this might be like you could say this might be a fifty-one team without LeBron on the team. No, yeah, absolutely. What you just did, I, I agree with you. Is you kind of safeguarded, um, you know, against the potential downfall of a team that's going to probably need to rest LeBron a little bit this year, right? Like you've yes. you've supplemented around that to a point where you can withstand LeBron sitting out games. And if you're looking at the Lakers last year, some of the areas where at times they didn't look interested defensively, right? Like, mm-hmm. they didn't. Um, Marcus night yeah, he's a hell of a playmaker, but he's also a hell of a defender. Um, Wes Matthews can score the ball, shoots the three, um, but but a tough-nosed, you know, defensive guy. Um, Montrez Harrell, a, a, a rugged rebounding defender. Like, you have totally kind of reshaped who you are defensively. And when you throw him in the mix with LeBron when he's tuned in and AD, who could have been, you know, defensive player of the year, you you have a really, really stout defense. And then the other part of their team, and it's going to sound crazy because they won a championship where they could improve, was having more playmakers on the floor. Yes. You know, have, having guys that, that LeBron and AD um, could, could sit back and watch maybe get a bucket here and there or at least have them facilitate offense. And Marcus Gasol does that. Dennis Schroeder gets his own buckets and can kind of get other people some looks. Like, you, you, you really filled, filled needs all over the place if you're the Lakers. Yeah, and I think they're. I think they're right in the thick of things. I think they're a better team on paper than last year. One team that really had me kind of shook was the was the Milwaukee Bucks, and 
they traded the farm for Drew Holiday. Like traded yeah. every pick you can imagine for him. I don't know if the, I, I, it, it it reeked of desperation. It's the price. Of the, it's the it's all coming back to what you said. You got someone there. Who, do you want him to be there long term? He said he wants to be there long term, and now your feet are to the fire as an organization. What are you going to do? What are you going to do to keep me? But I, I, it reminds me of the one. It reminds me of the last few years of, of LeBron's first tenure in Cleveland, where he, they were just getting guys like, yeah, let's just get this guy. He's a name. Let's go get him. Not to say Drew Holiday isn't a good player. He's a really, really good player. But I wouldn't mortgage the I wouldn't mortgage the whole thing like that because it just see for something that doesn't seem like it's going to be a game changing move. Oh, I, listen, we can debate that. What you what you can't debate is if you want to keep Giannis, you have to make moves. You can't I don't, sit back. But I would your, say your, make your smart pitch, moves. Your pitch to LeBron, listen, bro. Your your pitch to Giannis is not like, hey, man. Um, we got a plan. Trust us on all these draft picks we have. Um, just give us a little time. Let us execute this. Your pitch to Giannis is, hey, man, we're going to take these things that don't help you at all right now. Like, they help us as an organization, but they don't help you. And we're going to go out yeah. and trade them for pieces that help you. And so, that but, I'm just saying Raja, those are two I, separate conversations, right? Whether, whether it's smart by Milwaukee or whether they had to do that to retain Giannis. Yeah, but I, I think that you could do it in a Rob Palenka way, which is a very smart, calculated way of doing it, not just throwing a whole bunch of picks for Drew Holiday, who we don't even know if it's going to – we don't know if it's going to mesh right. We don't know. Um, they're talking about a big three with him, Giannis, and Middleton. I don't see that at all. I just don't – it just seemed as like a desperation move instead of a very smart move. Well, they're desperate. They're, I mean – Yes, they're desperate. They they want to keep the two times. You can be MVP smart, but you can team. be so. Smart. What would you have had? What would you have had them do? Sh- sh- throw, throw out a throw out a little scenario for me, because I could agree with it. I mean, I might yeah, talk to me. I, I think that they could have. They didn't have to throw that many picks at, at Drew Holiday. Is all I'm saying. They didn't have to throw that you. many. They didn't have to just give New Orleans a future like that on somebody that borderline All Star. Maybe you know what I mean. Oh. All right, so bet. Let me let me ask you a question. I'll pose the question to you. David Griffin has told you this is what it costs to get Drew Holiday. And I'm done talking. Like that's it. You call me if you want the deal. And you get back into the office and you're like, "Guys, listen. We don't want to pay that for Drew Holiday. It is f- fiscally irresponsible. We can't we can't do this. But if we don't, we're going to lose Giannis. What do you what does Logan Murdoch do?" I mean, you got to do what you got to do, man, I guess. I mean, yes, I, I feel you on that. Yes, yes. True indeed. If Giannis says push the button, they'll push the button. But I just think there's better ways of using your resources is all I'm saying. I can agree with that. I, right? I, and there was the other thing that happened with the, like, so the Bucks also had, it seemed like a chill free agency after that Drew Holiday situation. And then they go with, they try to get Bogdan Bogdanovich in a signing trade. With Sacramento, and apparently, <laughs> Bodjanovich didn't even agree to the deal. Like he was like, "I don't, whoa, 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 whoa! I didn't even sign this deal. I didn't even agree to it. You guys are already putting me in a signing trade. Chill, chill, chill." <laughs> Wait, what's going on? That was pretty bizarre. That's messy. That was very messy. I, I just That's have you seen anything like that? I mean, I'm sure you have. Have you seen anything like that? Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head where someone. 
No, I mean, I've seen the Morris situation in, in, in you know, uh, where was he going? To San Antonio. And then uh, they thought that was done. They had agreed to it. And then he skipped out and went to New York. Like, that, that's those type of, you've seen that before. Even that's rare. I can't remember a, 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 a reported sign and trade that came down because to your point, like when they got, I, I actually really think Drew Holiday is really, really good. And I know David Griffin, because uh, I've talked to David Griffin a lot about him at least last year. Um, he thinks he's fantastic. And and he wouldn't have parted unless he got the haul that he got in return. But when Milwaukee was reported to have gotten Drew Holiday and Bogdanovich, I was like, oh shit. We yeah, okay. We got we got action. Like I really think that stuff, you know, with Chris Middleton, I think you really have something uh cooking and taking them to the next level. Uh and then when it fell apart, it, it allows us to sit back and be like, yo, that's some bullshit what they did for Drew Holiday and you know, it even got messier when Bogdanovich didn't sign. So they they certainly weren't executing um, cleanly, if you will. Yeah, and I mean, it was if if they don't get Bogdanovich, which they're, they're not, if the deal is out, he's he he signed an offer sheet with uh, Atlanta. So it's either between Atlanta and uh, Sacramento. If he signs that offer sheet, we're talking a different conversation right now. I still think that they're we're going to get to this contender talk in a second, but. I still think that they're right up there. Um, another, another, another team was who I don't necessarily think got better was the Clippers. Eh. The Clippers eh. lost my. You think you, the Clippers lost Montrez Harold? I mean, they basically swapped Montrez Harold for uh, for um, for Ibaka, but and lost out on Rajon Rondo. They lost out on Rajon Rondo, who was a target of theirs, right? And. Did they get better? I don't. I mean, not appreciably. I mean, Luke Kennard for Landry Shamit, right? And then, and then, um, Serge Ibaka, who is a better fit offensively than than um, he's a better fit offensively than Montrezl Harrell. Um, you know, you, you you could play him with Zubak if you wanted to go really big because he could stretch the floor like he's I don't know like thirty eight percent or thirty six percent three point shooter. Um, you know, so theoretically, you could do that. And his best position is at the five. So when you scale down, um, so I, I think he's a better fit. But I don't, I don't know. To your point, I don't think that they got appreciably better. I, I don't. Was this was this the offseason? Because PG and, and uh, Kawhi are effectively on, they're on a contract year right now. So they have all the pressure. Mm-hmm. Is this the is this the kind of offseason you'd like to see if your two best players are contest free agency after this summer? I mean, after nope. this season? Nope. Like if, if you were, <laughs> nope. If you yeah. were, you're, you're having the exact, like probably opposite reaction to your free agency. If you're uh, Kawhi and, and Paul George as Giannis is right. Giannis, whether, whether you're sitting there saying, damn bro, like they, they spent a lot of draft capital to get, you're like, Hey, this team's going to, they'll move, they'll move earth uh, uh, to try to get me to stay here and put the pieces around me. Like Kawhi and them, you're probably sitting back like, oh, eh, all right. I mean, yeah. Mm. yeah. I mean, you know, I got my friend, my homies here, Serge is here, yeah. but like, eh, yeah. Yeah. You ever seen like the emoji movie, though? I watch a lot of kids' movies because, you know, we got the kids. You ever seen the emoji movie? No. Buddy's, buddy's whole shtick, he was meh. That was who he was. Oh, he was a meh emoji? He was the meh emoji. So, like, you're fucking meh. And you're like, meh. Uh, meh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Especially when the Lakers do what they do. Like, they already... Let's say you consider yourself, like, uh, 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 an equal team to the Lakers if you're the Clippers. Like, 
What happened with Denver was some bullshit. If we had got to the Lakers, it would have been a seven-game knockdown drag out series. Like we would have, we would have beat them in seven. And then you're basically like even slightly better. But when the Lakers go out and do what they did in free agency, and you're sitting there across town as the Clippers looking at what you did, it's like Harlem Knights, bro. In the, in the scene where them boys are like letting off, like bah, 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 and the one dude hops up with the little like six shooter, and you hear pow. Oh, like, like Harlem Knights, like Harlem yes. Knights. Right, yeah. like Harlem Knights. Like, yeah. And my man pops up again with the pow. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on. Like, I, I try to curtail my Clippers slander, man, but I just don't get I don't get it. it there's nothing that, that is inspiring about this, right? Like, there's – I don't know, man. I don't, I don't see them. I, I don't see anything, like, really just, uh, just happening. I'm going to give you out some names, throw some yep. names out to you. This is a uh, contender or nah. And um, you're going to tell me if it's a contender or not, the Lakers. Uh, contender. The rich get richer. Uh, yes. Back-to-back championships looks yes. like on the way right now. Yeah. Um, Bucks. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're a contender every year. You got Giannis there, I think. Um, yeah, I think they're a contender. Uh, the Nets. Yes. I like Landry Shamit for them and uh, K- KD, and, KD and Kyrie. Um, if it works, I yeah. don't know. Well, that's a better answer. That's a better answer. I don't know. Because if Kevin's 100% healthy, hell yes, they're a contender. But he's also going through the most, (laughs) the the worst injury you can have in the league, right? Or one of the worst you can have in the league. I think he has the game to overcome that. But he's going to have to show me. And he's going to have to show the league. I think that's fair, bro. I think that's fair. So the answer is if he is healthy. Let's qualify it with that. Yes. Um, if he's a shell of former self. And if nah. he, him and Kyrie can coexist. We have not seen that yet. We have not seen that yet. Fair as well, but I think they worked that out. I think the two of them, there are enough balls. I think enough shots are going to go up. The pace is going to be as such where they can, they can coexist. But, but you are correct. Again, I will say what, that. What if, what if in some way, and I don't think this is going to happen. I don't think this is going to happen, but if James Harden becomes a, a net does that does that make them a contender, or does that make them regress? Um, I, I, listen, this is slightly contradictory to what I had said before, but I think when you put that much talent together, you're gonna be a contender. It's just gonna be hard not to. I don't know that they win it, right? Like I think ultimately they don't win it. But when you put three guys like that on a team, I, you're gonna win an ass load of games, Logan. Like you're just gonna win games. I feel you on the talent thing. There's only one basketball. We'll see. And for the record, I don't think that the James Harden trade is going to happen anytime soon. Uh, right. But I think they're a contender with or without him. Uh, or not with or without him. I think they're a contender with him. The jury is still out without him. Okay. Um, Clippers. Yeah. Yeah, contender. You're, you're I mean, I, I think it's, this year was a little funky for them, man. Like, I, as much as we kill them, the bubble certainly didn't do them any favors. Um, and while they didn't get exponentially better, uh, I do think that there's a little bit better of a fit there with, with Ibaka. Uh, I think they'll be all right. Philadelphia 76ers. Mm-hmm. It's a tough one. Who did they sign? Forgive me. Who did, who, who, what did we get in Philly uh, by way of free agency? No, they got rid of Horford. 
yeah, addition by subtraction to some degree. Doc Rivers is going to help at least theoretically get Tobias Harris the best out of Tobias Harris because they paid him an ass load of bread. Who who they pick up? And they play and uh, Tobias played for Doc last year when he got the bread. Right, 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 right. Yeah, he got the he got the most out of them. I don't know that they're at the top of the list of contenders, but you still got Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. Um, oh, they picked up Seth Curry. Um, I, I think they picked up a lot of shooters. Yeah, they they started going after the guys that they need to put around. You know, they got Danny Green. Danny Green. Yeah, yes, I put Danny him in Green. The, I put him in a contender category. Seth Maybe Curry. not at the top of my list. Yeah, yeah. Dwight Howard. By the way, Dwight Howard. Did yeah. you see the Dwight? Did you did you see the Dwight Howard free agency thing? Right? Did you see that? You're not on Twitter. I don't know if you saw how. Like we we gotta have a we gotta appreciate how wild that was. My man's. He announces that he's going with the Lakers, right? Right. Sham sends a tweet that it, that he's so, league sources say he's going to the Lakers. He tweets, "I'm coming back to LA, to Los Angeles to the purple and gold." Deletes his tweet, deletes his Twitter, and then a few hours later says agrees to a deal with the with the Sixers. Yeah, that's wild. He said there was miscommunication. He said there was miscommunication. I, like he thought that there was going to be an offer from the Lakers, and the Lakers didn't didn't offer him. So he thought the offer, and they it was like a kind of a deal in principle. Chris Haynes from Yahoo Sports has a whole scoop. He's checked that out. But it seemed like that he was he got like he thought he was gonna get an offer. Like just said, Well, I'm gonna announce this. Got a call, like, hey, bro, check this out. It's not, it ain't official yet, bro. And then <laughs> and then goes to the Sixers. He's like, nah, we we got our eyes on Marc Gasol. You got chill, bro. Pump the brakes. Pump the that brakes. Was, that was hilarious. I We'll see that's what true. happens, but that's true. I mean, that, it's it was also me, a true Dwight, right Dwight exit, right? It was yeah. A, yeah, it was a true Dwight exit. You know, you yeah. want a tip, you say you're coming, <laughs> you say you're coming back, then don't come back. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, the Sixers are Sixers are our contender. Yeah, the last the one, best. and this is a wild card: um, the Golden State Warriors. Nah, nah, nah. Um, not a contender, bro. Like, good story, good team. Probably will exceed expectations, but I don't know that you're true contenders. I just want to say that... I just want to say... I believe... We're talking about this after Clay Thompson has torn his Achilles. Um, he's out for the season. They made some nice moves. They got Kelly Oubre in a, in a trade. You know, they yeah, got... Kent Bazemore. Um, yeah, Kent Bazemore. You know, they got... Some, but they're still small. They, they mm-hmm. their starting center for all intents and purposes is going to be a 19 year old that's played like four James Wiseman who's played like four games in the past two years and one of those was a high school all star game right 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 so I don't see that I think even if Clay was there I don't know if they're a contender because their front court you talk about we've seen um, we saw how you wanted you won a championship in today's NBA and that's just with size and the and the Warriors just don't have size. Um, I want to p- take this opportunity to plug a story that I did. You guys should go check that out on the ringer. I talked to Steve Kerr and um about this, and he says that we have to adapt. He thinks that they can be good, but they have to find a new way to be good. It's not gonna be the way that it has been, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, we'll we'll see. We'll see. I don't see think that they're a contender though, Raja. I, I think that there's a new normal in Golden State. I think that, that reign is over right now. I think that it's over. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. Um, they have to completely reinvent who they are. So I agree with Steve Kerr too. Um, the 
you know, equally big story for me is Clay Thompson and and the question of whether we've seen like the end of Clay Thompson as we know him, right? Like, do you know what I mean? And and I hate to say that, but I, I that is a catastrophic injury, man. You alluded to it when we were talking about Kevin Durant. You tear that Achilles, um, and we can make the argument that like he don't play above the rim that much and all of that. You still have lift on your jump shot, man. Like you're, you know, when he moves perpetually uh, throughout a game, like all of that is affected by an Achilles. And I'm not even talking about, you know, the ACL that he tore, you know, before that. It's just, it's super sad, man. I'm a Clay fan. And and I do think that the window there in in, uh, in Golden State is closed. And I and I hope um, that Clay comes back and looks like, like, I don't know, 85% of himself. But I think that's wishful thinking, bro. I think what is good with him, I think that that would bode well is that he's a shooter. You know what I mean? He's he's gonna. I don't think he's ever gonna lose that jump shot ever. And if you just stick him in the corner, he's better than ninety five percent of the rest of the league in terms of shooting. Um, and yeah, but I that's not play. that's not him though. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking, I mean, no, about, yeah, it's I, I, coming I, off screens. It's 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 not. It's he's. You're not asking Clay Thompson to be a playmaker. You're not. No, you're not. You're not. But I'm. What I'm saying is, like, as a guy, I didn't play make, but you know, there were times in my career, like in Phoenix, I stood in the corner, right? But like mm-hmm. when I went to Charlotte, um, we didn't have Steve Nash's and those guys. So Larry Brown used to run me off of all kind of shit, like he used to run Rip Hamilton off of, right? And you know, I like to play like that too. I just wasn't the way I played in Phoenix, and so that requires a lot of legs, bro. It, it does. It requires a lot of you know, legs to do that. And and so all I'm saying is he's going to be a different Clay Thompson. He could still be, and I hope he's still really good. He's going to be different though. That's for sure. I feel terrible for Clay because, uh, you know, I saw him this summer and I saw him when I was just going to the deli, getting some, mm-hmm. getting some sandwiches. And, you know, you see that you, you, you see him. Um, I, I was like, Hey Clay, well, how you doing? Cause you know, the first thing you see when you see it, how you doing? And he was just so excited he's like i'm i'm busting steve steve uh i'm busting uh steph's ass um he's shifty <laughs> we're doing good we're working out i'm feeling good man i knee feels great you know he was That's really terrible. excited he was yeah. so excited to to get back you know and yeah, tough. to and this was back in july um and to see him just not being able to do that and there was a it, you know the Warriors held out hope that this was a stopgap year. Like, you know, we just, we we bring the band back together, we'll be right back in the thick of things. And I think the way the schedule was set up, they had so much rest to their core guys. Mm-hmm. They could have made a run. This was a team that um, could have gotten out fast with the Lakers, you know, resting and, the, you know, the Nuggets going deep into the playoffs and the Clippers going deep into the playoffs. They could have gotten a, a hold and they still probably, you know, they could still do good before we, uh, you know, get back to the mean. Um, but it's a tough blow to see a guy like this who um, wanted to get back, worked hard to get back, has not before this stretch wasn't a very injured player. Right. Um, and to see that just sucks. Really, really sucks. Um, and you just, you know, hey, listen, I, I again, I'm a Clay fan, so I'm I'm pulling for him. Uh it's just one of those injuries, Logan. Like I can't, I don't I can't say that enough, man. Like that's not ACLs. People come back and they look stronger. I've never heard of somebody saying they tore their Achilles and they came back and felt stronger after it. I've just never heard that. Um, I did want to ask you. I want to ask What's you up? one other team, though, like about contenders, and it might be premature, but I do think it's worth to ask. 
the Phoenix Suns. Like are are like okay with what, this Homer ass pick, man. No, 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 no. I'm just no. I, yeah, but it, I mean, it, it, you know, in fairness, um, they were the best team in the bubble, probably pre playoffs. They were the hottest team, at least. Um, and you go out and you you add Chris Paul, and then you start getting pieces. You got um uh, Crowder coming over from from the Heat. Those are good. They those like those type of pieces are what ultimately get you over the hump, right? Like those guys that have been in those wars, those battles will hold you down and supplement your stars. Have they at least taken a step into the conversation? Okay, so we talked about this. Um, we talked to uh, Chris Ryan uh, last week about this, and I see them as a six seed. I don't see them as somebody that's going to go to the – they're a dangerous six seed who might might get to that point. Who might get to might scare some folks, but I don't see them as a contender to somebody who would say, "Oh, pencil them into the Western Conference Finals." I think they're doing good, and I think the fact that they're that we're even having this conversation of them being a a, a playoff contender, contending for the playoffs, it's a win. That's a win. It's a win yeah. for your guy James Jones. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's a win. James it's a win Jukes. for Monty Win. That's Jupes, bro. Hey, <laughs> his he his his uh his license plate was J Hoops. Like when he got to Phoenix, Joops. called him Joops. Joops. <laughs> Joops. Hey, big win for Joops. Hey, what about Denver, dog? Talk to me about Denver real quick now. That we're- Denver's a contender. Absolutely. Absolutely a contender. We saw that they they are they are intact. They have Jokic. Played like an MVP candidate in stretches last season. Absolutely a contender. I would not be surprised to see them in the Western Conference Finals again. No fear of like some of that front court depth and stuff with uh with Plumley and and uh and uh Grant uh, and and Jeremy Grant and Craig and all of those cats moving on like just some I mean I know you got Porter Jr. behind them and Bowl Bowl and all of those cats but no 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 even fear for chemistry issues there I see them in the top I see them as a top four team bet that still still right. let's get to real one of the week Raja okay. yeah this is a segment where we talk about someone an entity an organization that is exemplified all the characteristics that we that could come on this show to be a real one. Who is your real one of the week, Roger Bell? So my real one of the week, man, I was, I was struggling. I think I just I just came up with it right now, but it is going to be <clears throat> it's going to be a team. It's going to be the Tennessee Titans. Did you see what they did going into Baltimore yesterday? Right now, Baltimore I did see is what they did. yeah. Baltimore is like under Harbaugh, we're tough. You think of the old Ray Lewis, um, Ed Reed bullies on the block type of defensive punch you in the mouth type of team. Those cats went right out, like stomped on the logo, like scratched it up with their cleats and then turn around and bust Baltimore's ass in the overtime game by just bullying them. Like Brown taking five defenders into the end zone, like taking Patrick Queen for a 10 yard ride into the end zone. Like that shit don't happen to linebackers. And then Derrick Henry just in overtime breaking loose for what? 30 yards and the touchdown to win the game. Like, Real ones, Tennessee Titans. And Vrabel, Vrabel out at, at half field, like, oh, you don't want to shake my hand, Harbaugh? Fuck you. Straight real one. You love that energy, huh? Straight real one. All right, I'm going to I'm gonna keep it football, and it hurts to say this real one. Patrick Mahomes, real oh, one. Facts. <laughs> so I have this, I have this, like, love-hate relationship with the Raiders right now. I don't know how to root for them. Like, last night when Derek Carr hit uh, Witten in the end zone. I was a Raider fan again for like a whole 
five minutes. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, man, they're gonna they're gonna they're not gonna win the division, but they're gonna make noise in the postseason. I can talk myself into this. This is the championship that they're gonna win that they should have won for Oakland, but it's cool. They're gonna figure it out in Vegas. All this is going through my mind. I'm looking at old pictures of myself in Raiders gear, and maybe I'll <laughs> post it. Like I don't know. I'm 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 just like all oh, doing this. And then Patrick Mahomes just sticks. Just, just takes my heart out yeah, and just like stomps it surgically. And by the end of that drive, I was like, fuck the Raiders. That's what he did to me. That's what he did. Patrick Mahomes, real one. Real one. Anytime, it's, it's just, a, it's a treat to watch him play. It's a treat to watch him play quarterback. And yeah, he's magic. he just, he's magic. He just, he balled out something serious. It was sick, man. Patrick Mahomes, real one of the week. It's a good show today, man. It's cool, man. It's that, nice to get back in the lab with you, man. We got Thanksgiving coming up. You know what I mean? Happy Thanksgiving, Happy Thanksgiving. to all the people, to all yes. my folks. You know what Shout I'm saying? Out. Hey, favorite Thanksgiving food? Uh, you don't want to do that. I have a hot take. Oh, shit. Go ahead, Brian. I think, I, 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 think, I think Thanksgiving food is trash and it's overrated. Damn. That's how you go end the show? You know what? Best thing you can get for Thanksgiving is take out. That's not a Thanksgiving food. <laughs> not a fan of Thanksgiving food. I'm going to leave me. it right there. Just leave it. I, I mean, I don't. But happy Thanksgiving to, to all my people. And uh, make sure you guys be be safe. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people are gathering. There's going to be a lot of clusters. Make sure you masked up. Make sure you're safe around your loved ones. Yeah, no doubt. Keep them numbers down, people. Keep them numbers down. Also, check out, before we go, check out all the uh, shows. Check out the mismatch on the Ringer NBA feed. Uh, check out the group chat on the Ringer NBA feed. Check out R2C2 um, with my man CC Sabathia. Check out the NFL, the Ringer NFL show. Um, and check that out on Spotify and uh, wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Boom. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.